Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Laura Brandeo and this is the first episode of Mort Flick's Wednesday Spotlight Series. I am joined with Tom Mancuso, branch manager at Nexa Mortgage. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Laura. Okay, well Tom, first question I wanna know. We all come into this industry in different ways and different manners. And I don't wanna necessarily ask you how you came into the industry. I want to ask you, why did you come into our industry? That's, I've only been in this industry for two years. And even in two years, it's changed. That's kind of why I like I laugh because it's kind of shifted. Um, in, in the beginning, obviously come into this business, I'm good at sales, I'm good at talking to people. I love finance. Um, love homes, obviously like helping people. Um, and obviously this is an amazing way to do it in the mortgage industry. And it's, you can provide a very good life for yourself, you know, in this industry. Um, but I'm, I'm now just recently celebrated my second year wedding anniversary. First time I was ever married. Um, so that kind of transition shortly after entering this industry, obviously my why kind of shifted. I mean, now I'm a husband. Um, I have an amazing wife and I want to provide a good life for her and, you know, be the husband that she deserves. I don't want to, you know, work a uh, hundred hours a week and never, never be home. Um, I don't want to be that type of, of husband or, or partner. Um, but then also uh, in February of this year, I had, we celebrated the birth of our child. We had a, a baby boy that was born uh, February 19th. And so now that, that, drive that why has shifted again uh, because now now it's not it's not just about a paycheck it's not just about you know providing uh, the life that I want and you know, paying the bills now it's it's about also carrying myself and doing something that I'm proud of that my son would be proud of um, something that whether he you know I don't want to get way ahead of myself but whether he follows <laughs> He's wearing, in my is he wearing the future broker shirt <laughs> yes he he has been outfitted with lots of he even down to christine beckwith had a onesie made for coaching oh I mean, wow oh, yeah. this guy has a very bright future very very much future. <laughs> yeah and so um so that has changed also not just about you know the the life that I could provide for my family, but the the example that I set, like yeah. if anything, I don't want my son to grow up and say, oh my gosh, my dad was the, he was the top producing mortgage broker in the country. You know, I, I don't want that. As much as I do like being the best or one of the best, I, I want him to grow up to understand the difference that I made in, in people's lives um, and why I, I made that difference. You know, like Simon Sinek talks about, about when he says, find your why, um, start with why in his book he talks about, you know, money is just a product of doing what we love. That's right. you know, money is not the driving force. And that's really what it comes down to. I want to do, you know, I want in this business, I want to help others, help other families. You know, what we do is not about selling a set of tires um, to, to a family. We're providing a home for them where they're going to raise their family and celebrate memories um, and, and live their lives. And that's very important to me. That's very powerful. Um, and I want to make sure that I carry myself in that seriousness um, to this industry. And so it, it's, it's about that. That driving force is, is not about, is not just about myself. It's about my family and then also helping as many families as possible I can through what I love to do. 
you know, it just happens to be that I'm good at it. Therefore, I can help as, you know, many, many families. Um, and that's just a blessing, you know, kind of finding your calling is, is a blessing. Yeah, um, and, and you're so right, Tom. And, and a couple of things there. Number one, congratulations on the anniversary you. and the baby. Thank and, you. you know, we were speaking a couple minutes before we went live. And, and I said to you, wow, your life has changed. And that life changing is not so much about, yes, yes, I have to worry about buying diapers and I have to think before I go out because we have to strategically plan everything. Those cycles change. You know, kids grow up so fast and you'll go flying past those cycles. What really ultimately changes when we become responsible for another human being is our entire perspective of life changes. Every decision, everything that we do, every action that we perform, they're watching, they're paying attention. And you just said something. You just said, not only, of course, you're taking care of your family, all of that, but you also said, I wanna be viewed from my family as I am doing something important in the world. I'm making a difference in the world. So with that, Tom, you're newer to our industry. You've been in for a couple of years. When did you first realize the impact that we have? And actually, I'll, I'll follow that up. Do you have a story of a particular family that you helped where there was a major impact that kind of hit you? Yeah, and I, I mean, I've had several of those instances, but I, I'll talk about a couple things that you know when I when I'm working on a loan I, I don't think of it as you know my next commission check I think of it as almost like a little baby you know the, a family buying a home you know obviously there's there's many steps to closing that loan making sure the appraisal is done on time making sure you know the loan is out of underwriting quickly you know, making sure all the timelines are, are met but ultimately, it's because that, that ultimate goal is getting them in that home, you know, in a timely manner, you know, in a method that finances are acceptable and, and helping them achieve their goal of their dream of being a homeowner. And so it, it's, it's something like that that is so important to me, even though a lot of these people I don't, I don't know totally personally. I, and I'm very open with all my consumers. I feel this is a truly a people business. I mean, sure, they want somebody who's smart and knows mortgages, but they also want to know they're talking to a human, you know, and, and, and not a lot of humans never make mistakes, you know, so right. it's okay to own up to some mistakes. And it's just all about how you move past those mistakes. But ultimately, you know, I look at these scenarios, number one, I, I look at it as an honor. I mean, I, there's, there's millions of people in the world that could do mortgages. Um, there's thousands of companies that can do them. You know, they're choosing to do business with me. They're choosing to put their trust in me, their family's trust in me, not just theirs, not just their financial trust, but, but that's important to me, you know, for someone to give me that trust who I may not know very well um, is important to me. And I don't want to let them down. I want to, to succeed with that. And while I've had several customers, my very first customer uh, that I did a, a loan for was buying his very first home for him and his wife. They had a baby, a two-year-old baby, and they had another baby on the way and their family was growing. And so, you know, that really was like kind of a taste of how important this job is. Um, but ultimately I've had several instances where, you know, things have happened 
where it, it really affects the, the person and, and the family directly. And I've been privy to that. I've been, they've allowed me to be part of that. I had a situation, you know, not too long ago where a friend of mine now, a childhood friend of mine, um, builds custom homes and wanted to build his mom a home for him and his mother. His mother's a widow. Uh, I knew them since I was in middle school. I went to middle school and high school with him. And his father was a veteran. His father served in Vietnam. His father was exposed to Agent Orange. His father in our 20s, like my father, passed away. So his mother now receives um, the, the VA benefits from that. And his mother kind of helped finance their home that they were building. She used the majority of their savings to help him build this home. He built a beautiful home, a million-dollar home, custom home, beautiful home for him and his mother. Well, his mother obviously has VA benefits. So we did a VA loan, a cash out, pay off the hard money loan they used to, to, for the construction. Uh, and to be able to help arrange that financing, it's such an amazing you know, interest rate and program for them. And to really and truly help use what is a horrible, horrible situation. You know, the loss of their, her husband, my, my friend's father, um, to help them you know, use that to, to benefit their lives moving forward was very impactful to me. Um, I recently, we closed the loan the beginning of this year, and I recently went and I, I had to drop off some paperwork to him and his mom, and I got to walk through the home. And so number one, to see your childhood friend, yeah. we kind of, you, we were buttheads when we were younger. Yeah. We didn't, we screwed around to see what he could build, you wow. know, and to see the home that he built for his mother and you know what they built together um, and to play a part in that was just very very powerful to me it was something that him and his family his father always treated me with such respect and such you know even when i was a young man even when i was a butthead and and to be able to pay that back yeah. or pay that you know it really hit me like this this is real like this is this is a gift that what, we have yeah what like you said, we're honored. You use the yes. word honored, right? We are honored to serve them because, and I look at our industry a lot of times like being the doctor, right? And I use the doctor because we're the expert. We're the specialist, right? So if your family, um, family member is ill, you wanna be able to go to that doctor trusting your family member to this specialist to hope that they're going to take care of them and make them feel better and communicate with you what is going to happen. We're that person. We're that specialist, right? To be able to take care of that family. Yeah, and obviously because I went through a serious you know, tragic motorcycle accident personally, I have a lot of experience with doctors. One of the biggest things that I had to learn the hard way is not all doctors are created equal, just right. like all loan officers and mortgage companies are not created equal. And that, just like doctors, you know, we go see a doctor, we automatically trust them. They're a doctor. They know what they're talking about, right? But the difference is, is passion. Yeah. The difference is their why. Some doctors may be doctors because it pays a lot of money and they're a doctor. Now they have a title. Others may become a doctor because they want to help people and they have a passion for that and taking care of others, just like a mortgage professional. There are mortgage people, retail, maybe even brokers that just do it for the paycheck. And there are others like ourselves that understand it is really an honor um, to be able to help these families. 
like for them to entrust with us yeah. to help these families. And it's why I just harp on, you know, like yourself, like using partners that have that passion also. I mean, oh, maybe. Good, good point, Tom. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I you, mean, you're right, right? Like, like realizing that those you surround yourself with, right? The other partners you're working with, the it's important everyone is aligned, not just you, because you yes. could have this passion and you could have this feeling of honor. But if you're not partnered with everyone throughout the transaction that has that same passion or thought, it could get derailed. Yes, absolutely. That's the thing is you have to, you have to align yourself with like-minded individuals. I, I'll tell you a situation that happened yeah. not too long ago. I messed up the interest rate lock on a million dollar early. Oh, wow. And the rate had changed by an eighth of a, and the, the, the man and his family, him and his wife, I got to know them pretty well. I just was absolutely crushed. I mean, it was, it was a very big mistake. I was eight months in this business. And I called my account executive at the lender. I just laid it out there that I yeah. messed up and told them what happened. And he said, okay, I'll give me a day or two because this is way above my head, yeah. but I will get back to you. And he called me the day later and they, they, they took care of it for that customer. Oh, wow. And for a, the longest time, I thought, oh, they did that because I'm such a good partner. And because, you know, I'm always there supporting them. And then I realized about a week, and I never talked to them about this, but I realized they didn't do that because of me. They did that because that was the right thing for a veteran. That was the right thing for the consumer. They're the right partner because they did what was right for the consumer ultimately, not what was right for their pocketbook, not what was right for my commission. And so ultimately looking at that, those are the people that I want to align myself with. Like you, you're, you're an amazing leader of an amazing wholesale company, but you continue to spend your time, not just bettering your company so you can help more consumers and more brokers, but you give back to this industry. And that, that is something well, that, that goes is, back to why again, see yeah. you, we spoke about it very early on and I'm very passionate about why your why changes right? Of course, my why early on was the same reasons. I had a family and then it was, okay, now I have to pay for college. And then, you know, I need to be able to do these things. And now I'm at the point in my career that my why, and you guys all see it, you can see it. I'm very transparent. My why is that I want the industry as a whole to be the best. I yeah. want everyone to rise. That yeah. makes me very happy because we are in an abundant world and an abundant industry and we all can win. It doesn't yep. have to be one wins and one loses. We all can win. So I believe that by us all spreading light and joy of what you're saying, Tom, and all the people that are going to follow in other episodes, by us spotlighting and showing that we are in this industry to help and to serve and to be and to make everything always raising the bar, we all win. This is a win for all of us. Yeah, you know, there's an old saying, uh, and I used to, I used to want to live like this. He who dies with the most toys wins. And there came a point where that's that's BS. That's bullshit. Because wait, I have to share another one with you. Denzel Washington's YouTube video. It's a speech, right? This is my favorite thing I live by. 
or well, not live by, but I love. I think he I've seen says, it. you've never seen a hearse with a Yule Hall behind it. Behind, yep. That's just it. So my version of that is, I want everybody to have toys. We can make more toys. I want everybody to win. I posted something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. It says, you can't compete with me because I want you to win too. That's right. Like literally, I don't want to be the best because everybody else sucks. I want to be the best because everybody's We all great. win. That's yes. right. And, yeah, and Tom, the glorious part of this that I can say in 2021 is I am recognizing there's more and more people in our industry that are believing this. And I wanted, that ties me to a next question. You are someone that you spread a lot of positivity, just like me, like me and you are definitely of, of like mind with that. But some people are like, man, are these people always happy? Are these people always positive, right? It's almost like they think we're not real with that. Now I can speak for myself that it's very real. And I think I can speak for you because I've gotten to know you. Why is it important to you to share that positivity? And, and where did that come from that you decided? Because I also will say, we're being real here. Most men do not go down that road. That is more associated on a female side. So I also want to know where did it come from? And then how do you feel comfortable sharing that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the big thing for me is I, I, I've learned the hard way that somebody always has it worse. Yeah. Um, and, and I've learned, I, especially because of my accident, you know, I spent three months in the hospital. And that three months was a lot of woe is me, a lot of why did this happen to me, yeah. look at the physical and mental state that I'm in. I had a brain injury. I had, um, I lost my left leg. I had a number of broken bones. I was really messed up. And for the longest time, the what was me, you know, took over. And then I got to a point and I started observing others who had it worse than me, but had better attitudes than I did mm. and felt more fortunate that I did when they had less than I did. Yeah. Um, and that really hit me that it can always be worse. We're all blessed. We've all been through things. You know, and most of the time, 99% of the time, it's the things you can't see that someone's been through that are the most challenging. And so it's, it's those things just keeping in mind um, that doing the right thing matters. Someone always has it worse. Owning up to things that maybe are mistakes or go wrong. I would rather make mistakes trying than not trying at all. The one who doesn't make mistakes just isn't trying enough. Exactly. You know, this is, this is a contact sport. The more people we contact, the more people we can help. And that's what it comes down to. Is I want to help people. The more people that I can contact, the more that I can help. And so it really comes down to just remembering deep down, you know, somebody's always got it worse. And understanding, like you said, there are some amazing people in this industry, like-minded individuals, that if we're just kind people, we'll help others. And I'm a product of that. I'm two years in this industry and I've been so successful because of the people around me and keeping a good head on my shoulders and rolling with the punches, adapting. You know, uh, change is, is the one thing that is certain in life. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to have the best hand in poker to win. It's all in how you play it. And that's what it comes down is attitude is the difference. You know, knowing that there's things that you've been through in your life that I'll never experience, 
But what I can experience is talking with you about how you dealt with, overcame those challenges and turned them into driving forces to help you succeed and help more people. I don't have to live all of the challenges you've gone through. I can associate with you and you can share those challenges with me. You know, we talked about before we started recording about how communication is so important. Oh, yeah. Talking about things that for the longest time were pushed underneath the rug, you know, and swept away. And I was talking with a female colleague about that and about how you know, mortgage business and finance is referred to as the boys club. And this female uh, branch manager, mortgage broker, talked to me in a way that I really appreciated. She told me some constructive things that were kind of tough to talk about, about how my attitude and my quickness to react, especially to wholesalers and, and retail companies and people who use them, maybe is not the most helpful to me. And just her being so candid with me and being so straightforward with me, I appreciated so much. And so I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing is understanding we can learn so much from each other. You know, together we, we can overcome anything, any challenge. You know, we really need to lean on each other for that because it's this community that makes the difference. Oh, 100%. Um, this, you know, this community, just like our customers, is full of people. You know, people that I want to align with, people that are good, kind souls, that want to do the right thing for people. Trust me, I'm, I make mistakes all the time. I, I don't want one person to think that I'm immune to a mistake. I, I have close friends of mine. I've failed them. I've made mistakes, but I've owned up to it. I've tried to make it right. I've been completely upfront with them and honest, and I've tried to learn from those challenges. But that goes back to that communication again, Tom. I mean, I can tell you, no joke, I can remember my first big mistake in the mortgage industry. I mean, it was over 20 years ago and I wasn't doing a lot of government loans at the time. And I made a mistake of not being aware of a well and a septic because I had never done a loan like in a rural area in my entire yeah. career. I was in New Jersey, we were mostly in the city <laughs> and yeah. I was like a well and a septic. I'm like, what the heck is that? And I remember to this day the feeling of calling that family that single mother that was buying her first home that had no extra cash right for now you've got these inspections and everything else and i can remember that moment in time and i learned from it to this yep. day it is something that is ingrained in my brain from how I felt, how she reacted, well, all about wells and septics. I certainly will never forget that in my life. But we make mistakes. We're human. We're all human. But it's how you communicate it. Do you hide from the phone call? Do yeah. you ignore? Do you push off? Do you try to have someone else communicate it? No, that's not what you do you're that responsible party and by taking ownership and being with them for the good and the bad i mean sometimes you have to make a tough phone call sometimes you have to communicate that so how do you handle that like what's your advice on that i i think that's key i i think you know you hit the nail on the head being being honest and upfront i those mistakes that i've made the one benefit the good thing that i've done in those situations is i've owned up to it is I've prepared, not the excuses, but right. I've prepared the solutions before making yes. those calls. 
and I lay out for the consumer what has happened and I give them options of how we can move past that. And in that, I do take ownership of it being my fault. Because like you said, whether it's a title company or the processor or the wholesale lender or mm -hmm. the other realtor, ultimately, we're the point of contact. It ultimately is our responsibility. And I take that, you know, as an honor, like we talk about the good and the bad, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And so owning up to making mistakes, I was telling this story, a childhood friend of mine, another childhood friend of mine, his dad was buying a house. Uh, for his, his wife at the time, and they were separating, and it was in the middle of COVID, and the market was not very good on interest rates. Things were yeah. getting pretty crazy, and I had only been used to certain lenders. Uh, you lock a loan. The next day, the CD can go out. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, the lender that I used, there was like a three-day delay between the CD, and I had waited till the very last minute to lock the, the rate because they were getting a little bit better. And now we were going to close two or three days late. And the realtor was like a 40-year real estate agent. He was mm -hmm. an old cowboy, super stern, yeah. like, you're not messing crap up. I mean, just like I dreaded making that call so bad. I thought he was going to scream at me. I thought, I, you know, now I'm going to let my friends and their family yeah. down. Like, holy crap, now I've really messed up. I call the agent. I tell him, like, look. I was trying to get, you know, her, her, Denise, a better rate. And I waited too long to lock the rate. I did lock it today, but the CD won't go out tomorrow. The CD's not going to go out until Monday. And then that means we can't close until three days later after that. And his response blew me away. I'm literally shaking, thinking he's going to scream at me. He goes, well, that's the lender's fault. Don't they know you're just trying to get a little bit better rate? Oh. And shouldn't they be upfront about taking three days to get a closing disclosure out? And the key was like, you should call them and just tell them you're trying to serve your customer. And, and, and I was shocked at his response. But the biggest thing that I feared was calling my friend's dad and telling him. And when I called and made that call, he, he stopped and he thanked me. He said, I want to thank you. I said, what? We're going to close two days late now. And he said, no, because I want to thank you because you were trying to do the right thing for us. Yeah. And he said, I don't care about closing two days late. I care about the, the person on the other end of this phone is trying to do the right thing for me and my family. Wow. And that, that just hit me so much that, you know what? You're right. It could be worse. You know, I could just be looking out for my paycheck yeah. and I could have locked this. No problem. Rate. Lock it yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And I could I'm, not. I'm making the same, right? It doesn't matter it to me. It doesn't matter to me. It, you know, yep. My check's going to be the same exact yep. amount. And, and, and that really hit me. And, and that's something that, that matters, you know, to, for a consumer to trust that we are doing what we say and we have the best outlook for them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I get a little bit too passionate about that. Sometimes there are some agents that know that I'm very stern about certain things, but I, I think that's the difference is understanding that this is an honor to be able to help families. And listen, it's okay to make mistakes. It's just not okay to bury them down under excuses and point fingers, you know, taking ownership of that and just being upfront and clear with the consumer or the partners, your agents, whoever, and, and just giving them the why and then giving them solutions to move past it, I think is what sets us apart because that shows that we take this serious. 
That's right. It's not a numbers game to us. No. It shows, look, and it, I know. And it, you know what the other thing is, Tom? It's personal. You know, it's funny. People say it's not personal, it's business. Actually, that's not true. That's not true at all. You are not dealing true. with people's families and literally the roof over their head, yes. right? That's yes. personal. That is that's not personal. business. That's absolutely. I mean, that. that's just it. I mean, like I... I got engaged at my house. I mean, you know, the, the memories that I Those have moments, in my home. right? Yes. Well, bringing yes. your baby home to the to that, house, right? Yes. I know. I'll, yes. I'll give you one. My, my home that I live in, I bought when I was 25 years old. When my parents went to retire, I built onto my home because my parents never owned a home in their life. So I built onto them and told them they'll never pay a dollar for housing in their lives. So I'll take care of them. My children have now left. I'm empty nesting, right? My kids, we joke all the time. My God, I have so much stuff in this house. I've been here forever. What will I do when I sell this house? My children actually said, mom, you're never selling that house. All of our memories are in that house. We will buy that house before you ever give that house to a stranger. That yep. is the power of the home that you are building for these families. A generation of memories, multiple generations, multiple of, generations of memories. Of memories. And, and like, that's, that's really what this comes down to my, you know, one of the biggest things is I, I tried to do a, a large number of VA loans. It's very important to of me to, to do a, a number of VA loans. Veterans get preyed upon in our industry yeah. for sure. Um, and, you know, my grandfather and my father both served in the military. My grandfather lost his hearing as a oh, cannon wow. operator in World War II. And his home in Chicago was his family's parents' home. Mm -hmm. It was built in the 1900s, early 1900s. It was like 700 square feet, and they added on to it yep. in, in a very old neighborhood in Chicago. And I remember when a banker, I was 13 years old, the banker came and had my grandfather sign a bunch of paperwork. And I remember my grandfather asking questions and I didn't know what the questions were, but I'm sure it was about the paperwork and the fees. And I remember the banker telling my grandfather, you just don't understand. Don't worry about it. Just sign it. You're just a deaf, oh. you're just a deaf, you're just a deaf veteran. Oh. And just the way that he treated my grandfather in my grandfather's home, that was his parents' home. That was such a, that had mine and my cousin's, names and handprints in the sidewalk outside because my grandfather took so much pride in that home he redid the sidewalk because the original one was cracking and that man made it so transactional with my grandfather and that just that has always stuck with me that that is something so personal and so much that's driven me so much in my career to do right by others you know, that is the ultimate honor to serve those that have served our country. Of course. Um, and, and so I, I take so much pride in that. That to me is like, is one of the greatest honors that I can have. And so, yeah, I just think that, you know, us remembering why we do this and what's involved um, really is the key to being not only successful in this industry, but being, being able to flourish in this industry and lead by example showing others that yes while this industry can have wonderful monetary benefit and is a wonderful business to work in what we're allowed to do 
you know, with the gifts that we have and the people that we are, the most amazing brokers and loan officers I've met in this, in this industry are not the most amazing because they got 30 years under their belt and they've done 10 million mortgages. It's because they're amazing people, yourself included. And that, if you look at it, that is why they're so successful. They're good people. They know why they do this. They know what's involved. And they really take a personal care in those families that they help. Um, and I, you know, for that, we are totally gifted. It's just amazing. Absolutely blessed. <laughs> Big time. All right. Well, Tom, this has been awesome. My goodness, it's given me such a feeling of just joy. Just literally, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything that you've said. I'm grateful for, you know, that we've gotten to know each other. And I certainly Absolutely. wish you nothing but the utmost happiness and joy with the family, with your professional lives and everything else. So, thank you Tom, so all the best. And thank you for being our very first guest. It's so cool it. that we actually yes. started off together. So this is really cool. And for everyone out there, stay tuned. So every Wednesday, we'll be spotlighting another person in the mortgage industry and learning about their why. Thanks so much, Tom. Bye.